Alicia. <laughs> Hi, my name's Alicia. Yeah. And that's my friend, Laura. <laughs> We're going to do this podcast about things that you don't like to talk about. That's right. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening to the last episode with Blondie. There's a couple concerns people have brought up and we wanted to address them really quick. And the biggest concern is with pronoun usage. As you heard, Blondie requested that they be identified with they, them pronouns. That day, Laura and I had come into the studio unaware that this human that we have known for so many years was going to tell us first that they were transitioning into they, them pronouns and working to figure out themselves. And we, it was an amazing moment and it was beautiful and we tried really hard, but there's a few times where we mess up. We've spoken to Blondie and Blondie wanted to keep the audio pure, but I wanted to explain that pronouns are hard and sometimes the transition isn't as quick as it should be, but it's doable. And as you can see, we worked really hard to make sure that we addressed them in their preferred pronoun. So please know that over the last five and a half months, Laura and I and the rest of the family have been able to beautifully transition to they, them pronouns, and Blondie has been able to live their truth and we couldn't be more proud so thank you to everybody who's listened who has shared their story with others and us and has shared blondie's story and we can't wait for you to hear the last half of this week's episode how how much does social media play social media is very very useful is that how you guys interact um not really not all the way for friends that I don't go to the same school with or they're at, they're at the high school, uh, we, we are able to communicate through so- social media. Wait, wait. As a freshman, you're at a different school than... Ninth grade center. Oh. Interesting. It's actually... I found out it's actually a more normal thing because a lot of freshmen were getting pregnant. I've never... I mean, I'm from the pacific northwest and where i went to school ninth grade was in junior high so they were of seven eighth and ninth so i've never experienced a center specifically for ninth graders i think it's cool yeah that's interesting because there's a big difference between 15 and 17 18 right absolutely you're going to grow a lot in the next three years a lot that's what happened in middle school yeah that's true middle school's the same your friends are split up between the high school and the ninth grade center and social media is the way that you find interaction with one another Yes. Yeah. Does that cause problems sometimes? Yes. Yeah? How so? Like with my friend's who friend who was trans. I didn't know she was trans because I hadn't talked to her in forever. Because social media, we hadn't found each other until we found each other on Snapchat. And I was like, hey, I know you. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, in that instance, maybe it made it easier for your friend to come out, do you think? Yes. So... I know social media, well, on the internet in general, um, we've, we, we talk about it a lot, Leisha and I, about um, how people that have the same interests and experiences can find each other and they can find... Yes, that you, is 100%. So, there's this app, there's this place, it's a website slash app called Amino and there's okay. also Discord and all of these other things. And Amino is a way to find your community of people. 
you can find so many people but the dangerous we thing we need to find this amino yeah yeah so tell what me is this? Like, like how do you find people that have the same interests and stuff it is dangerous because it's a chat server okay and it's a comp- what does that mean because when i hear chat i hear aol like you've got no. mail or yeah. instant messenger <laughs> no or, so, so like you can pull up so let's say so do you know what a fandom is i mean i am Ex- a nerd explain fandom to me because i am not a nerd i am not so a nerd. A explain fandom, fandom to me is basically it's like a kingdom you have your kingdom okay. and you have all of these fans in all of these fans in one kingdom okay and i want a fandom (laughs) can we have alicia and laura long pause fandom can we create our own fandom yeah yeah kind of it's a community of people who are fans of you and it just gets so big we can have a fandom. oh we can have a fandom fandom it's like a kingdom of fans awesome i love it so you find your community on this app for I I personally am in what Rick and Morty fandom. Um, I'm in. I'm slightly into the Warrior Cat fandom. Not really. It's Warrior Cat is a book series. Warrior Cats are a book series made by Aaron Hunter, of a bunch of cats who live out in the wild, and cool. they are, have their own little system. And you can use this to pull up like fan art you can make a post with your art you can make a poll so it sounds like tumblr for subcultures yeah maybe? so do you find yeah. do you find that like it's easier to feel happy and um comfortable with whoever you are because of these apps and the internet in general yes yeah yeah because so we had our first episode last week and we talked with a man that's bisexual there's a ki- there is a place for bisexuals. I found so many places. There's, there's a community of drag queens, drag kings, L- any L- Whoa, L- hold up. We just diverted so big. Drag queens and drag kings, that's something that 15-year-olds are talking about? Or they understand and know? Yeah, baby. <laughs> okay. Oh. It's not something we knew about right. at that age. But so do you think it's easier for you to identify as not cisgendered and as queer? Heck yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you find that your social interactions are happening more on these apps with people around the world than in your own little bubble where you yes. live? Huh. Interesting. So, I mean, I think as... As parents listen to this, the first thing that they're going to be nervous about is you're communicating with people from all over the world. Um, And this could also lead to be lead to danger. Right. So do you think teach them to first don't ever give your uh, your horoscope sign because horoscope signs you can find out a person's birthday through and the year. Oh, smart. I've never thought of that. Interesting. Yeah, I never. That's what a lot of people I found out. They use horoscope signs. They don't just straight up ask for your birthday. They ask for horoscopes. Hmm. So you can find out years of born. What are other born. ways that you're also keeping an, an internet safety? I mean, we talk about safe sex. We talk about safe driving. Internet if someone is pushing at you saying and always wanting attention. And when you don't give it to them, they threaten for suicide or threaten to kill your family like anything that they threaten to do to themselves or other that is negative immediately cut them out of your life 
immediately. How do you keep your parents from, how do you keep our listeners from freaking out thinking that their children are using these resources to find community and are now on the fringe of, oh my God, this is bad. How do you keep the parent from freaking out and letting them know that it's still a safe place? It is a safe place because there's, first, you have to undergo this where you have to, of course, give your birthday, your when your name, but you don't give your full name. None of this information, all of the information you give into this app is held in the app and not given to the public? No, because it can be hacked. That's that's also a big fear of parents. And you actually don't give your age, really. You, you have to follow these guidelines of the community. And if someone finds out that, oh, you're a 40-year-old man, immediately they can block you. And then you are banned from this app for life. You will never be able to go in. If you even try with the same phone, you aren't able to get into the app. So also, you know, this is something that has happened in the past with teens meeting people in real life, IRL. I know that one. Look at me. No, Look at you. It actually instantly recognizes people who are like, hey, do you want to meet in real life? Or if you say in real life at all, it actually doesn't show that message. Right. But that's not something, is it something that you and your friends have talked about? Like that, ha- that can't happen and you have to be safe? Yes. Are your friends meeting people from these internet sites in real life? No. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Because I think that was a problem. Because of when we came of age, mm-hmm. it was just starting to be popular and we just didn't have the knowledge or the tools to maybe make the decisions, the safety decisions like you guys are making, which is good. Right. The internet was so, it was new to us and it was this unique way to communicate with someone on the other side of the magical land of the internet. Yeah. yeah. The internet is absolutely revolutionized the way that you as a, as a young adult have grown up because I didn't grow up with the internet. I didn't grow up with being able to log online and Google something. Um, and so having the conversation about having to create safe spaces and safety barriers for the internet is, it's mind boggling. And it's amazing to know that you at 15 are already setting those standards for yourself. Because when I was 15 and I could talk on AIM or um, hot, Hotmail Instant Messenger or whatever it was, you really did give out your information and you never knew who was on the other line on the other side of the the chat it could have been an adult it could have been someone trying to find a child you know right how do you feel let's talk a little bit about privacy i think privacy is something that teens value um and they don't get a lot of they don't necessarily get a lot of but you know i think it's a balancing act as a parent right terms with the privacy that i get because i know most smart devices are listening you can put them on silent Well, I'm mode. not I'm not necessarily talking about privacy as a whole. I'm talking about like privacy as it relates to your parents, right? Oh. Like having your door shut, being able to masturbate, having conversations on your cell phone. If the door is shut, knock. That's a good one. Yeah. Right. Knock. Right. And if you, you don't want to get caught doing something that's private and your parent doesn't want to catch you doing something that's private but that's a good point you know do you feel like you just as a teenager you are entitled as long as you're being respectful and are being honest with your parent do you think you deserve the right to have your door closed yes whenever what about your door locked locked if you're masturbating um that's an ordinarily that's a rule i like to follow but 
like if you're just playing on your phone in there or something like just playing a game don't lock your door just, no okay okay locked doors are for me it's reserved for changing masturbation or just annoyance at siblings who won't leave you alone okay? okay so you feel like those are things that you deserve as long as you are being a respectful teenage child you should be able to have a lock on your door yes yes um what about your parents having passwords to all of your devices like knowing all of them yes i think that that's a privacy thing that like you personally you talk about things with your friends like sex right and it's not always like exactly what the parent wants right but but do you feel like in order no, like to like the keep way you... you're talking about it that's right. that's the thing that right that scares okay. a lot of kids is that oh is my parent going to see me say dick okay. on my phone all right so do you feel like maybe that's a conversation that that teenagers need to have like hey i'll give you my passwords as long as you know i talk about things here that I may not talk about with you or I may say words or cuss words yes, here. Yes, I use, I use the F-bomb so much on my phone. I'm not going to lie. Okay. You do? Yeah. But you don't cuss in like I don't public. Cuss in, I don't cuss in public. How come? Because the school is like really, 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 really strict. And if they hear you say the F-bomb, which I've heard them say it about 15 times, on the microphone accidentally. Oh my. And like get, in uh, announcements? Yup. Oh my. Hmm. But so do you think if you, do you think that kids and parents should talk more about privacy and um, that you deserve some autonomy? Yes. Yeah. Do you think that's something that's lacking between parents and children? In a lot of relationships that I hear about, it's like, I, I'm not going to curse on my phone because my parent is freaked out because my parent will check it. And privacy is important to us because we feel as though when a parent checks our phone, we feel, what if there is something incriminating on my phone? Because I know a lot of people, they don't have anything incriminating. But it's still parent, they're still paranoid that, what if I do? As in saying something about person they like and someone that they yes might have a crush on because when i hear incriminating it, it kind of freaks me out because what if right. someone is saying they're hurting themselves right no, or no, someone no. they know is hurting themselves right. or you know someone is when we say when i say incriminating when i say incriminating i mean that this person is unsure whether or not like they have talk they're talking to someone that they like or they are, or they have said dick or fuck or something sure. else. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Um, in that privacy, do you, there's this idea that kids should be kids. And a lot of parents view their children being children until they're 18 and out of the house. At 15 and being a, a young adult, do you feel that it's important for parents to kind of give their yes. teenager... The respect of I'm no longer... Also, a- so many sex jokes are said in, like, in text message, and we don't want our parents finding out about that sometimes. Is that because you fear that they think that you're being sexually active when you're not? No, it's more of, I don't want my parent knowing that I t- make sex jokes because I, because that links to porn. 
because not a lot of people are sexually active, but a lot of people I've met, they assume that, oh, since they know what sex is, and I haven't really talked to them about it, that means they're watching porn. Interesting. Yeah. So what you're saying is, you know, again, teens want a safe place to start to learn to grow up without their parents freaking out? Yes. Okay. How can, I mean, I'm not a parent, but if I was... How could I facilitate that? Or how could our listeners who are parents facilitate that slow, that, that slow release? Slow release. Yeah. Yeah. My mom used to use that term all the time. Slow release. Right. Yeah, but I thought I'd coin that. Oh. So. Talkative Linda. I know. <laughs> so, um, so when slow release, basically just tell you, just let your kid slowly check their phone every once in a while understand that there will be a sex joke probably um, they will having be having adult conversations right also every once in a while let a sex joke slip so that they know so you could figure out oh they know sex jokes now so you can figure out their level of development on this wild wild journey do you feel that do you have other I'm assuming you have other adults in your life yes uh do you feel that those adults are able to give you the same respect or do you feel like those adults also make you feel like a child in either one of your family circles okay so at my mom's house I feel like those are adults are awesome good human beings dad's house sometimes eh. they're all like really really rich and they have these set beliefs in their head and so there's some they they talk down to me a lot they, they do things that they don't normally do around, but they do things around their friends, like they order me to go grab them something. And then when I'm around them, they don't, they ordinarily don't demand that I do something for them like that. Do you like, think that- oh, go grab me a beer around their friends and not, they don't ordinarily do that in real life. Are your, are the adults in your life? Um, that are not your parents are they understanding and accepting um do they allow you the same privacy and or respect as a, a young adult i mean you're 15 you are closer to voting age than you are to middle school age and so there's a really big difference in how you are you're two and a half years from being an adult so that's huge so do you feel that your adults are giving you respect as a young adult because you're not just a kid anymore the adults in my life over with my mom's place, I feel like I am getting enough respect. I feel like I'm getting plenty of respect, and I love that, but I don't feel as though I'm getting that when I'm with my dad. I, I'm not respected. Do you feel, uh, do you have friends who also come from, like, split families? So many, so many friends from split do you, families. Do you feel that that is a common theme in your friends group, that each parent it's very different. Yes. Yeah. How do you, do you, do you feel like a lot of kids in your group are, um, from a more conservative background? Yes, ordinarily they are. And do you think that, do you think that's changing in your age group that there are less and less super conservative religious kids? There People are, are more super religious kids in my uh, in my friend group, definitely. People more are more accepting. Do you think that's changing? They are way more accepting. 
That's good. That's that makes me feel good for the future because we are in a place right now where there is a lot of uh, pushback to um, changes that are coming within our our society when it comes to the patriarchy, body autonomy, when it comes to women. Um, Abortion. Yeah. I mean, at 15, is that something you guys talk about? Yes. Yeah. Because I know people who have gotten preggers before and their parents are like, I don't want you to have an abortion. And they're like, but I don't want to have the child. So what ha- what's happened in those situations? They're stuck with a baby that they don't like and they have to go through school and have a baby. Are they being made to raise that child or is their parent raising the child? A little bit of both. While they're home, while the kid's home, they're raising the child. So the kid is raising a, a baby. So a baby is raising a baby and the parents force this child to continue to be pregnant i have talked to my dad before and he has said that if i ever have a child that he wants me to keep the baby and that it's my body and i can do whatever i want but really that's him saying that that but in reality that's just him saying i want you to keep this baby and he's told me this before and ordinarily it means that you if you have a baby you will not get an abortion interesting how do you feel about that i am extremely annoyed about it do you think it should be your right to decide whether or not you want to be a mother right because i am it's my body it's my child and it's people say oh well it's a human life and that's basically saying oh every time you go through your period that means you're killing a baby is that something you and your friends discuss yes how does that come up I mean, we didn't talk about abortion when I was 15. No, no. In fact, let's talk about in the state of Texas, you're actually not allowed to talk about abortion, rape, or pregnancy in sex ed. Right. Which are the three things that happen. Abortion, rape, pregnancy. Not sorry. I'm sorry. Not pregnancy. Abortion, rape, and adoption. You were not allowed to bring up during sex ed. So. um, That's insane. That is insane. Right. What are, what are some things that you guys would like to learn in sex ed? What do you think you should learn in sex ed? First off, how to have a healthy sex life. Which means what? Which means, like, you're not... First, if you're in a relationship with multiple people, tell the other person. So that you can... they Be open about that. Okay. So... Because... what What is that called? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? Okay. okay. All right. So we like to call that polyamory or non-monogamy. Oh, yeah, that. Um, but it's interesting that you guys are having those conversations. Without, de- without a word to right, define it. Right. Yeah. What other aspects of a, uh, sex ed should be taught to students? They should teach about pleasuring yourself. Okay. okay. Because if we don't learn about that, at home and we don't learn it about it at school then we go to porn and as i've said those porn websites aren't the healthiest that's true what uh, one last thing what is one last thing that you think is absolutely necessary in school sex ed at your age consent oh yes for sure yeah um that's interesting because you have you have friends who have had sex um did they know that they could say yes or no was it something that they wanted a lot of them, it's a yes that they did want it, but I have had a good amount of uh, another amount of friends who have 
not had sex with consent and they are afraid on how they should tell this person no because they're kind of just pushing themselves have they already had sex with that person yes in the adult world that's rape right yes that is rape sex no, without consent they have gotten raped before actually by i've had a friend who got raped before by a grown man who's a 41 year old man and he actually didn't get punished at all wow well that's disgusting and it that's is. a problem but when you are 15 16 17 18 25 36 99 sex without consent is illegal exactly and it doesn't matter if you are married having drinks yep um not married a teenager someone experimenting with whomever even if you have given consent you can say no and stop it at any point in time right and that is something that i think i wish teens knew and so if so so can you explain what you know about consent it's when you're having sex and you decide either first before sex you say no i do not wish to have sex or say like just push the person off say trying to get away from them trying to obviously say no i don't want to have sex how do you identify sex though and define what sex is genitals touching okay so is it is it each person's genitals touching or one person's genitals are being touched by something else anything touching genitals basically except for toilet paper or anything then it's just like okay okay so so sex to you is defined as trying to touch someone's genitals well mm, like I don't know whether fingering or not would be considered. Okay. I consider it to be sex. Okay. I don't know. So so we'll talk about what my definition of sex is. It is the distinct and... What's it? <sighs> Crap. Do you even know? Yes. I've had this. I've had this thought for a lot. And I came up with like a really, really good, like one sentence of what I thought sex was, right? What the definition of sex. And I think it is, you know, basically the... Uh, pause. Pause, 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 <laughs> pause, pause. Um, but I, I think it's the um, trying to pleasure someone, basically. If you are actively trying to please and pleasure someone. Yeah, so my definition is the moment of actualizing with another person that you or both of you want to get off and have right. an orgasm um whether or not you get to that point well, i don't I think changes we it well i didn't know if we were gonna hear the word orgasm yet <laughs> oh yeah i mean that's really interesting we've been talking about consent and sex this whole time and we've never we've talked about pleasure but we haven't talked about orgasm right so the reason why i don't include orgasm in my definition of sex is because sometimes that's not the goal right right it is the the can you orgasm with butts yes probably yeah absolutely that's, that's a that's a really great question yeah okay um yeah. so we know for a fact that men definitely can yes right men because men have what they call a g spot in their butts and um so yes yes in their anus um but there have been also a lot of women that i've talked to that say that they can orgasm during anal sex um so so again touching genitals for pleasure right but but like you said there's also fingering and so yeah, it's like anything touching genitals. Right. But that's really I interesting that you think... genitals. Okay. 
a, 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 and the anus is considered a an erogenous genital area, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think that's really good because that makes a good point. You know, I talked about it being, you know, the touching of genitals for pleasure, mm-hmm. right? I think that's what sex is. That's great. There, yay, a whole sentence. The touching of genitals for pleasure, yeah. right? Um, that's what I said, though. Yeah. yeah. So, but um, it brings up a good point that um, if two men are having sex and only one of them is using their genitals and the other one's using an anus, it's obviously still sex or right. fingers and an anus, which is, you know, also. But then I think we also have to remember oral sex. Yes. But the touching of, there's still some genital touching going right. on there. Yeah. I mean, a mouth to a genital. There's. Yes. You know, a face to a genital, maybe an ear, maybe a nose. I mean, I don't. Who knows? Who knows what people, what, who knows what is pleasurable? There's different kinks that everyone has. That is something we didn't discuss either. Yeah. Kinks. Kinky. So, so what is a kink to you? Uh, I actually really don't know. I know that a kink, I think it's an interest that is not considered to be normal. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. If you had any adult in here that discusses or is part of a community, they would say, absolutely kink is something that is not done by everybody right it's, it's something that you find sexual that maybe isn't necessarily well, inherently is sexual. sexual um i mean that's, that's a, good, a question. good question i think that um there are people in the kink community and the bdsm do you know what bdsm is i think i know what what do you think it well, is? well i'm mixing it up with i don't I've heard the term before. Okay. And and just kind of give us a guess. I'm just curious. Is it like, I don't actually know. I don't know because I don't want to get it wrong. Well, and I mean, then, no, 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 no. That's, a, that's okay to be wrong. Well, but I'm just curious. I don't want to necessarily. Is it like bondage or? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I thought it was bondage. Okay. Was like, so uh. it means bondage, domination, and sadomasochism. Okay. What's sadomasochism? <laughs> Sado- so that's talking about someone that enjoys giving pain and someone that enjoys receiving, receiving pain. Oh, I know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you know these things. You just don't know the exact. And that's what we're finding out, right? You yeah, know all a lot. a lot of these I things. Know. I know electricity. Oh. Um, I know. I know normal bondage, like some Shit's people like get being strapped up to the ceiling. What? <laughs> strapped well, up no, to the ceiling? Well, not like that. Like there's like a string hanging down and they like to be strapped. I, okay. I know there are so many things. So so when we talk about <laughs> when we talk about, about when we <laughs> talk about kinks and BDSM, um, one of the number one things, right, is do you know what the number one thing to learn and make sure you understand? What? Consent. Consent. Yep. I don't want to be zapped by electricity. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But if that's your thing, that's fine. So, so kink, norm, the, the traditional definition of kink is specifically something that you find erotic or sexual, right? But BDSM, bondage, domination, and sadomasochism does not have to involve sex. So there are people that enjoy, you know, getting bonded, you know, ropes and other things or enjoy some pain, but they don't necessarily have sexual interactions with this, these people. It's definitely intimate though, right? Or even sexual thoughts. They may be releasing stress or anxiety and that's just the way that their body needs to release ABC. Um, So it's not always a sexual interaction, but in society we absolutely make it everything, everything Everything. about BDSM is sexual. Right. But that's not how it really works. Right. 
But the thing to keep in mind as a teenager, I think is, yes, I think it's really, really awesome and cool that you are, you know about these things, that you are curious about these things. But I think it's one thing to keep in mind is do not go on the internet. Right. You need to ask somebody or ask a parent. Yes. Right. Right. The internet is not a safe place. Okay. Well, so that's another thing we want to talk about too. And we'll definitely put a link on this, this episode. Right. Uh, Scarlet teen is a website that's specifically made for teens that want to know about sex and intimacy and relationships. And it's great. It's a, one of the safest places if you are curious as a teen in these things. And it's, I think it's completely normal for you to be curious, even if it's not something you're, you may ever be into, but yeah, you're curious about these things because no one will talk to them about you. Right. And having an educated brain about what is going on is so much better than finding it on those websites or apps that you've already expressed that people are looking for things at. Yes. I don't personally think that these websites are the best. Like, from what I've heard, they're pretty bad. Right. And so I don't... And there's a lot of people that prey on... Because there's something that's inherent in talking about kinks and BDSM. And that's something called power dynamics, right? Where there's a little bit of power. One person may have a little more power over someone else. So in those situations, it's so easy for someone to get taken advantage of. So um, again, I think it's really normal and healthy that you're having these conversations with your friends. And I think it's really awesome and cool that you guys are... um, have the knowledge I definitely didn't but one thing to keep in mind is you have to make sure you're learning about them in a safe way yeah absolutely and that's I mean there were things that we learned about when I was kids that were not the safest and it was because we got them from older people or we heard people talking about them and assumed that or other friends right Right. I mean like sometimes it's not the best place to talk to your other friends and ask them questions about sex and relationships because they don't know what they're talking about. Like if you none of us know what we're talking right, about. Right. Okay? But if you are a teenager, find someone you can talk to. That's an adult that you trust, whether it's an aunt or an uncle or Scarlet teen, right? Like it's don't talk. Sometimes your peers are not necessarily the best place. Can you think of something where you have talked to your friends about something and one of your friends was just like completely wrong? When it came to sex and relationships? Yes. What? Tell me, tell me. I'm so I'm so excited to hear this one. One person, they thought that in sex and relationships, if it had to do with a kink, it was unholy and that you could be sent to hell. Someone thought that it was healthy for them to be able to, when they were having sex with their girlfriend, I knew it, their girlfriend was concerned ending to it but they thought it was okay to hit her while having sex when she did not consent to that she has been clear that that was bad wow and instantly when i found out from the girl i slapped that dude i it was outside of school so i didn't get where do you trouble. where do you think he got the idea that it was okay to hit her during sex porn that's yeah that's you're not the first person that's told me that it's disgusting to hear that from a child right i mean you're you're, you're a young adult however hearing that you know someone who has been smacked without giving consent or wanting to experience that sex is very intimate regardless if you're having sex for the first time or for the 55th time it's a very intimate experience and that to me is a lack of trust and that would be a huge no-no I think it goes back to just like we talked about with you the reason why 
children are not supposed to be looking at porn because there's so much stuff out there without context and understanding. You just have no idea what you're looking at and, and whether that is normal or consensual or what each person of what's normal and good well there isn't right yeah there is no normal I should take that back right there is no normal but there are baselines I guess when you're getting into a relationship with someone and deciding to be sexually active and hitting them is like that is not a baseline you know that but but because these boys have been watching pornography and there is a lot of sex out there that includes things like that and they don't know, you know, you're, you're, your education of sex should not come from pornography. Pornography is not real sex. First of all, fact, 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 fact. It's, it's kabuki sex. That's what I like to call yeah. it. Right. It's a performance. And they're getting paid. Right. Well, not all of them, but most of them. Right. It's it's a paid experience and to learn your sexual your sexual desires from a film is not okay and it just goes right back to what education for a 15, 16, 17 year old needs to be about sex and what is and is not okay and that I, consent is the the pinnacle of it. I think I think this book that we read from The Basics is a great example of that, right? It it told us, it told us today how to have oral sex with a woman, or I shouldn't say that, how to have sex with, with a someone with a, with a vulva, right. right? With a vagina, right? And looking in this book, I promise you there will probably be a section that talks about uh, BDSM. I bet there is. I haven't even looked at all, all of it, but they're I not going to read this book, but it does not set up BDSM as a baseline for where to start with a sexual encounter with someone. There was nothing that we read today that said slap the individual. Right, right. So I think that, you know, this just shows that, again, we need so much more education. It blows my mind that in Europe, kids, you can see online that in Sweden and other countries, kids are taught sexual consent and consent, period, at kindergarten. And we should be teaching that you know, at kindergarten, what is appropriate at a kindergarten age and keep going. And this should be a continuous education and not just at puberty because there's so much to learn before puberty. I mean, are ninth graders all gone through puberty? Yes, very much so. Everyone has had their period or has gotten horny. Oh my God, I hate that word. <laughs> oh, that's scary to think about. Yeah. Um, but I again, it's true. I think that we need to... As, as adults, we need to realize that, you know, these kids have already started puberty and they're, most of them are quite deep in the woods when it comes to puberty and they are curious about being sexual creatures. And we need to, even us, we were scared. We were scared to talk about it. We were scared to be around it. And but, I mean, I, I was doing it. I was doing all these things. Right. And so I right. just didn't want to have that conversation with my parents. Right. But I, I think, you know, whether your kids are sexually active or not, I, you know, there's been studies that have proven that being open and honest with your kids, allowing them to masturbate, allowing them to be more sexually aware and being more comfortable with them being sexually aware actually makes them wait longer to have sex. 
because they're not anticipating what that is. Right. And it's they have not a better understanding of their own body. Exactly. Exactly. So I think and their needs. Right. And that I think again, like I said, we need to focus more on realizing also, our be accepting if your child probably wants to have sex talk give them a nice long talk about healthy sex and it like then you can give them birth control and you can give them condoms and they can be there for you and you can be there for them so you're saying parents should be more accepting of their child yes. or their teens being sexual creatures yeah. because it's gonna happen either way if you don't get supply the condoms they'll find a way or they will just do it without protection. Like, when someone brings up sex, they probably will still have sex. Interesting. I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. Once they're already talking about it, it's only inevitable before they do it, whether you want them to or not. I think the listeners, if your parents, I think everybody still needs to dial back to 15 and 16 and think about what you were doing and remember right. that you were a teenager and you longed for your parents to be understanding of you. And you too were nervous. And so put yourself back in their shoes and say, what at 15 did I want to know? And what at 15 did I get from other people? Because only you, only you, the parent is the only person who should have the responsibility of educating their child. And if you leave it up to their friends, you run the risk of becoming a grandparent at 35. Right. And that is, I'm, I'm sorry, that's your fault. And I think that we need to be more proactive. And if you don't want to be a grandparent at 35, teach your child how to be a responsible sexually active human right right and i'm not saying advocating that every 15 year old 14 15 16 year old should be sexually active and, and neither am i but i mean half of my cousins and family and friends all have kids right. and they have 16 year olds and we're in our mid-30s right and I, I you know i think looking back like i said by by 17 i would say 90 percent of my friend group was sexually active you know whether you're talking whether you're talking about oral sex only or you know regular piv style sex at 15 my friends were my cousin was pregnant at 15 wow my other cousins had kids at 14 15 and 16 and so and that's the lack of having conversations i really think that we could have had a better conversation and i mean i had a conversation with my mom when we were really young so i was very aware of the birds and the bees um and the birds and the bees yep the birds and the bees the but i think that parents should have these conversations because it's the only thing that stops teen pregnancy it's true or you give them access to birth control education and don't teach some abstinence only it's like most kids that i've learned that have only been implying for ab their parents have only implied abstinence that you've had sex interesting so what did you want from this when you came in and agreed uh, and your parent agreed to allowing you to tell us it's it's like a tell all most parents right. don't get to have such candid conversations um i mean my armpits are sweating i've turned the ac on multiple times and i'm still i feel more educated but i'm still a little uncomfortable of how much i know now so what were you expecting this I was expecting this to be kind of like just I have a bucket full of like all of these things that I've never brought up before really and then I just kind of dump it all over y'all and it's like raining of all of the things that like kids do know that you don't think we know. I think that's like that I think is the nail on the head that I thought something different and you absolutely blown my brain trons definitely opened my mind to how much you guys are really talking about um alternative sex yeah I'm yeah surprised 
Yeah, I think the alternative is. Ooh. It's crazy. It's I, awesome. You know though. what? I guess maybe we need to expand expand this five more minutes because we did not talk about queerness at yeah. all. We did Ooh. not talk about how you or your generation identify sexually with others. I like girls. Okay. Okay. And is it girls exclusively? Girls only? Girls exclusively? It depends. I mean, like, I just don't think that there's any good guys at my school who are worth it, worth taking yet, because a lot of them are jerks. Right. But there are guys that I do, I did once liked before. Okay. So um, you're, you're at least to like the physical male form you can find attractive? Kind of. Okay. Are you more attracted to I'm more female attracted body people? to females because it's more of, it's how you act. All of the guys that I've met, really, either the good ones who I would consider being a boyfriend, they're more of a friend to me. Okay. And so a lot of girls, I, I, I genuinely like girls more. Okay. Uh, do you have friends who are identifying as gay or lesbian? Yes. Both male and female? Or Bye. Bye. Is Bye. that like... I, and, and are there more f- women or girls that you see that are coming out as bi or not really coming out they've already come they've they just come out they've just always been out it's never been yeah. a coming it's, out it's situation. not like you've never actually had to come out before it's okay. just kind of like i like girls okay and then everyone says okay and that's it all right so do you know any bi or gay boys at your school not really and that kind of bothers me because i'm pretty sure there are guys oh, oh i'm i'm sure yeah. there are yeah I mean, yeah. that opens up a whole other can of worms that could extend the, the episode into a three-hour conversation right. about young men not being able to come out. So yeah. hopefully in the next year or so, that will change. Uh, you said that you have individuals that are identifying as lesbian, I'm assuming, and uh, bisexual? Bi is... Okay, so bisexual and bi are actually not... I don't think they're this. Yeah, they're the same thing. Where you like both boys and girls. And right. I have a okay. friend, she likes both boys and girls. Okay. And is she dating, or has she dated both she boys and girls? She has dated a boy before, but she, a lot of the good girls are taken. Oh. oh. The good girls. The good girls are taken. <laughs> not, like, not like good girls, like they're good no. people, but like a lot of the girls who are good for relationships or who are, who are, there were either she or I are interested in. Okay. They're already taken. Okay. That's interesting. Taken by women? Other girls? Women and males. Oh, okay. A lot of people identify as bi. A lot of girls. That's cool. Yeah, that's, I mean, when I was in school, girls made out with girls to make the boys like them. Yeah, and that was so, it. Yeah. Nope. I have met people who have had sex with girls. And like scissoring and stuff. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. I, I'm opening. Wow. I'm opening even more now. Oh man. We almost got through this episode without talking about female sex. Yeah. Almost. No, I think. But I. I think it's kind of awesome though because I wasn't aware of what that was when I was her age. I don't even think that was a term. Uh, I'm sure it was. We just didn't know it. Oh, that term's oh. been around forever. I don't know. I don't know. And Ooh. of course, like just mouth to mouth to a uh, vagina and all that right. other stuff or even people using dildos but there's not many people with dildos right I'm, how do you I'm, how do you feel about oral sex in general oral i think is i think it's a good thing because okay. people like it uh-huh and that's what they like 
I don't know if I like oral sex or not because okay. I've never tried it before. There you go. But you're open to the idea. I if- am definitely open to the idea. Any kink you have or anything different that you Please. like doing sex, you can do it. And- oh, man. Whew. Is my Alicia, face red? It's okay. Yes, your face is very red and I'm very awkward and my armpits are getting very sweaty. My butthole is I extremely puckered. I am so sweaty right now. I am it's just pausing like, a right. lot. Lots of pauses. I'm opening up just a whole can of worms. And, no, and I think it's you feel like that, I think that it's actually, it's so imperative that we adults understand that you know so much and we don't want to allow ourselves to believe that you are not a baby and that you are growing up right and again like i said this is coming from someone that has that is a virgin that is not sexually active but they are still very curious they are still open and they are still um they're sexually maturing sexually maturing yes and in fact you know i commend you for waiting even though you're curious right because you also know you just because you're curious about something doesn't mean you're ready to experience it just yet because that does create it does open a whole bag of worms it emotionally mentally physically you know it it changes your whole life once you decide to become sexually active and I think that you know it's something that everyone inevitably is going to probably be a part of but choosing the right moment to do that is really important and I think it's great that you have that mental uh, awareness have you been taught that you need to wait until marriage no no that's what they teach in abstinence only classes but I've never taken those so are you do you feel like at any moment that you feel able and ready you could cross that bridge if we have like birth control condoms everything like that or anything good like that yes i mean i think that that's probably going to be a conversation that people will hate that we just asked that but right i mean it's so important because like i said i had cousins pregnant at 15 and their it's lives going to happen yeah and if they had protection or knew better i think that you know it's going to happen but they could have done it with protection right. do you think you're mentally prepared i actually don't know that's okay. a great answer. I think that's fair. I think I think it's also fair since you don't have a um someone that you're interested in. Oh, in. I do. Oh. <laughs> okay then. Well, never mind. Oh my god. Well, I, I'm not. You're you have someone you're interested in having sex with, or that you're just interested in. A little bit of both. Okay. Well. <laughs> whoa, hmm, now I am super uncomfortable. Um. <laughs> But okay, well, never mind. I don't. I don't even know where I was going with that. I'm at all. Uh, when you have both hosts pausing <laughs> with nothing else to say, I think this is going to be the hardest episode for us. Yeah, of, I, this, I, of the season, honestly. Yeah, and I think that for any parent going, we're going into summer, and as we go into summer, summer to, love. Yeah, and your teen may be hanging out with their friends at the movie theater or going out to the fourth of july party or going summer to summer camp. yes summer and then camp? all of a sudden they come home and they're preganning at well whatever that word is i don't want you <laughs> if, it, if your child is going to summer camp prepare them if they're going to a party at the lake with their friends prepare them and be aware that your child whatever their age may be are they're creatures that were created to be sexual creatures and we like sex <laughs> and we do and if they like sex you we all have the desire to feel good 
and you can arm your your team with that that means we're all sluts that's right we're all sluts yeah Um, but we are headed into summer and this episode is not it's not light it's not light at all and if you're not ready to listen to an unapologetic conversation with a teen who is very sexually aware of themselves don't listen right (laughs) yeah i think this episode is going to be really hard for a lot of people um and gosh yeah wow um i do have a hope though for the people listening that is (laughs) Uh, i hope that you if you are a parent i hope that you get a better understanding into the world that your teenager is living in and i hope that you you take on the burden of this is important to them and not taboo and that they don't know what they're talking about because they're too young because they they obviously do can y'all do me a favor and first define taboo because i i think i know what it means but like vaguely so taboo is something that is kind of off limits is that a good oh it's a secret secretive it's a thing that make people like uncomfortable and the things that we don't talk about it in society because it's been deemed wrong. Fun. I kind of love that she knew what BDSM was, but didn't know what taboo meant. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> it's yeah. scissoring. Can we say that too? Like, she knows what scissoring is, but doesn't know the definition of taboo. Like, come on, girl, you're going to be ha- taking the SAT soon. Yeah. <laughs> we never learned about the definition in school. I'm sorry, but like, yeah. Um, Laura, what have you got from the episode? I have gotten that uh, teenagers today. Know have a I lot. opened y'all's minds up? Yeah, for sure. Um, but I've gotten that. I think I'm so sweaty. Teenagers <laughs> um, know a lot more at their age than I did um, about subjects about sex. I mean, I knew about sex, but it's the uh, frim- fringe subjects when it comes to sex. Uh, that I didn't understand or know. Um, I think that I also learned that they definitely know a lot more about queer culture than I did at their age, which I think is wonderful. Um, so it was what good. can I say? We're just fabulous. That's right. You guys, you all are fabulous. So uh, what about you? I learned that 15-year-olds make me uncomfortable <laughs> and that I... If I get to become a parent, that I want to be able to have the openness that this parent has with their child in allowing them to explore themselves and not be ashamed because I think we bring so much shame to the table and it's very clear that this young person does not have shame on their life. Um, I learned that the internet plays a really big role in the way that the youth are self-educating and that we should be better stewards of their sexual education and take it upon ourselves to be that educator Uh, and I also learned that the youth know far more than I gave them credit for and I want to be a better adult and treat them with more respect because if I treat them like a child they're going to continue to be a child but if I treat them like the young adult that they are they're going to feel more prepared for their adult life um that's fair yeah yeah and I I've paused a lot more than I have <laughs> in the last couple interviews, and it's, I just want to be Probably because you're talking to someone who you know is an adult, and you know, bas- you, 
you kind of know a little bit about it and like this is just like i opened up something that like you don't know much about absolutely talking to an adult is very different than talking to a child because we relate on so many things and as a teenager i I don't have the same i don't relate to you very well except i know what it's like to be awkward outside (laughs) of that i'm I'm, we've gotten so far removed from our ages at 15 absolutely. it's so hard to remember exactly right. and we I mean really, I can try but it's still and a it stretch blurs. it's yeah, so blurry. it's blurred with emotions anxieties hormones all of that and how do we know what is real that we experienced right. unless right. it's put on a picture or in a journal right. and so I'm just very proud that we were able to have this discussion with uh Blondie and be able to experience i feel like i i didn't really experience 15 per se but i have been given the veil of teenagehood has been lifted up off my eyes for sure and i'm thankful yeah it's awkward thank you for being open and honest with us thank you Leisha and laura i i'm glad i was able to come in and like open everyone's brains yeah us too yep um so coming into the summer we hope that parents are able to here with open hearts and an open mind yep for sure and we will i guess see you in a couple weeks see you in a few weeks